Hey, on this episode of Dorks the Podcast, we go deep into the new Ghostbusters trailer. Like the Shandor Mining Company? What the hell? Uh, we, we talk about that, why it's relevant. Also, we talk about Wonder Woman 1984 and Crisis on Infinite Math. That and a lot more on Dorks the Podcast coming at you right now. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, Get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. And there we are. We're now live for another episode of Dorks and Barks. Dorks and Barks? Dorks? Uh, Dorks? James is here. My son. What was that? James is here. Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, yo, yo. <laughs> are we sure you're here, James? He's like, huh? You might want to check the ratio of rum to nug there. <laughs> is, is anybody truly here? Ah, it's going to be one of those existential uh, shows. That's today. it. We lost All James. Right. <laughs> uh, Patrick, our friend Patrick from Throwdown Thursday. I'm here. I'm also from Shark Bites, but no yeah. one ever really listens to that one. So I, I hope that changes soon with all the Star Wars stuff we're doing. <laughs> uh, and Steven from Super Retro Throwback Reviews. Hello, everyone. Hello. No, you have to say the full name. No, you don't. No, you don't. It's fine. That's. <laughs> it's just fine the way it was. Uh, I I think you need to like permanently change that. You know, it's uh, but we can talk about that another time. So yeah. full name, if you haven't heard, it's what is it? Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Files Version Two Point Super Retro. <laughs> <Throwback Reviews. laughs> it's fine. Uh, okay, so uh, tonight we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters, uh, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, and if anybody's seen it, Crisis. Maybe you don't want to see it. It's Crisis on Infinite Meh. I'm just taking a Crisis? shot every time there's a cameo. <laughs> I uh, we'll talk about it, but I, I, I are I, you? I, you're going to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's one. <laughs> you with us, James? <laughs> He's he taking a shot too. Creamy <laughs> uh, nut. James is drinking rum and eggnog tonight. So, uh, it's the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's basically <laughs> just rum with a cracked raw egg in it, like Rocky. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey, I gotta be honest. It's been a really good week for trailers and yeah. it's kind of pop culture news. 
Um, we kind of had a gut punch uh, up until like last week with, as as uh, Patrick's talking about with uh, the passing of Big Bird um, and some other kind of gut punches of lost shows, episodes, people, all that stuff. So with the uh, with the heels of Wonder Woman, Ghostbusters, even Free Guy, stuff like that, there's, it's, it looks pretty uh, decent for the uh, the foreseeable summer. Yeah. Well, did you gentlemen hear about uh, the announcement from Warner Brothers like maybe an hour or two ago? Yes. Oh, you mean no. You mean Matrix 4 is going up against John Wick 4? Oh. Neo versus John Wick <laughs> coming out the same day. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who's going to win that weekend battle. I wait, vote wait. for John Wick, honestly. Wait, oh, yeah. Wait, is, is both. Both of them? Hold, on, hold on. Is that serious? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They then... might change it, but for now, the tentative date is uh, May 21st, 2021. Okay. Okay. The news I heard was Flash. The date for Well, Flash yeah, there's dropped. the Flash as well. They also announced the Flash and something else. I forget. Okay. Well, I, th- I thought that would have been the big news. Flash. Uh, so so here's the tweet. Uh, Flash hit screen 7122. Untitled Matrix film to re- be released 52121. Akira uh, is officially off the calendar. It was scheduled to be released 52121 as well. So they're going to release three movies on the same day? Yeah. So are they abandoning Akira? Please say abandoning Akira. No, Taika Waititi. No, no, Taika Waititi. No, are they Thor Love and Thunder is his priority right now because his agreement with Marvel, and then he's going to pick it up after Thor. You know, I can live without it. Yeah. Saying. Last I knew, they wanted Robert Pattinson to be in it, and I was like, Oh, God. No. He's a fine actor, but I don't want him in my Akira. Well, Cowboy Bebop is uh, on delay because John Cho injured his uh, leg or something like that. Broke his leg. Yeah. Yeah, during during filming. I'm all for Cowboy Bebop, but I do like Harrison Ford got his leg crushed by the Millennium Falcon door, and they didn't have to delay Star Wars in uh, Episode Seven. And he was like 200 at that point. Well, uh, we talked about that last week, and they could have delayed it, or they could have just wrote him off with something like that. But anyway, uh, just real quick, uh, Tracy Parkhurst and RW are in the chat room. Uh, the mobile horror companion. Hi guys. Uh, says, uh, hi, super. Tis Wednesday, ya boozer. What's uh, up, Eugene? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, crazy trailers. I mean, we, we got hit pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will jump off on the jumping black because you know what trailer I want to talk about. Uh, hold, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it uh, A Dog's Life 2? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that looks awesome. I saw that trailer. That looked awesome. Um, but no, I actually wanted to talk about Wonder Woman. Um, I thought what Wonder Woman showed, we'll get to Ghostbusters, because trust me, I have okay. my own, I have a, I have no time Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, uh, uh, hold on. Uh, Tracy says, uh, RW is in the air, so he isn't able to watch. Tracy, just remind him that I remembered him. I'm trying to do that. <laughs> uh, no, I, I thought the Wonder Woman trailer was exactly what we wanted it to be. Um, I love the song, and I know the songs. I know the name. I heard it. I was like, awesome. But I like it was just the instrumental, and it was just like the beat of the song. And the trailer was timed perfectly to it. It didn't give too much away. Uh, it kind of gave you a lot of the, what we think the plot points are going to be. Um, you know, it doesn't really answer how Street Steve Trevor comes back. 
It doesn't really explain who Chitara is, even though it looks like Kristen Wiig isn't going full cat suit, cat like Cheetah, um, which I'm very curious about. The action looks on point. Galadon is a badass. And it just, it looks visually bright. And especially with the new costume, the brighter colors on the costume, it, I'm really excited about that. And I'm sorry, when her whipping lightning to swing from bolt to bolt. Oh, yeah. Her new favorite metal album is Ride the Lightning. Exactly. I'm done. I'm done. I'm like, I said that. She's like, gotta be, you got to be really fast for that, though. Like, I'm talking faster than The Flash. And I don't recall her being that fast. I think, like, I I think it's... I think it's more of like Zeus, like it could be something that you're like another Greek god or something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. the way it is is yeah, she is she can she is fast, but I think that's like deliberate how she's hitting the, the bolts and where they're going, because she's going she's still going towards something. It's not like that an is amazing, amazing Spider Man. It's not like the Amazing Spider Man when all the cranes just went on the road. Like, come on. No, no, no. But, I, 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 I get that. Like I'm that. still it's saying, <laughs> like. Just off the top of your heads, do you know how fast the speed of light is at which lightning travels? 186,000 miles per second? Sure. And clouds are 20,000 feet up, give or take. So you're looking at, what, a ninth of a second? That's fast. That's fast. I mean, well, oh, we, we oh. could point out that, but we could also point out the fact that how in the world was she active during the 80s yet no one like was like, hey, look, it's Wonder Woman fighting with Superman and Batman. Hold, hold on, though. Like, during... Because she wore a <laughs> okay, uh, so did she throw on some glasses? <laughs> recognized her. Uh, is the lightning traveling at the speed of light though? It's just creating an yeah. arc, and it's uh, not light. It's the the electricity bouncing from one point to the other. When you when you see lightning, you're not seeing it strike. You're seeing it come back up. Yeah, like, that's how fast it is. I know, but it's I, not, I can. I, I'm just saying, like like that. I think there's another entity there helping out, helping her out. So, I mean, I like it. I like the Kingdom Come you know, uh, outfit they brought back for her. Um, I like how they're pretty upfront being, this is the <laughs> this is the villain. This is what's going on. It's a third um, the speed of life. Sorry. Okay. But, um, I, I, I mean, I already know that they're, they've already said that they're going to do a little bit of retconning of what was already out there from the, the Snyderverse. Um, and kind of breaking that mold a little bit to tell their own story, but I like how the invisible jets in it. Yeah, like, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt says, "All right, Sully, <laughs> Sully is officially here." I know I missed a lot. Uh, that was a total nerdgasm with the lightning. <laughs> You're welcome. But but again, it's just it's just the way that trailer was cut. It yeah. it, it, it encapsulized the eighties. That track, the the song they used on it was like perfect, and I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Matt, I so... feel like it's going to be very similar. Sorry, Leo. I, I was going to say I feel like it's going to be very similar and have like a very, uh, very similar aesthetic vibe to the way um, Captain Marvel had, like where this is set in the eighties, and there's going to be like, oh look. There's 80s stuff everywhere. And, you know, like with Captain Marvel, it's like, hey, look, there's a blockbuster and a Radio Shack. Oh, look, he's talking on a giant cell phone. I think we're going to see a lot of that stuff, too. Like, they're really going to lean into the 80s stuff. Probably walk by the Stranger Things kids. If you look closely, there were some some of those throwbacks in the mall. Like, there was uh, uh, Walden Books. Like, there was a... um, uh, 
different type type types of stores if you look really close Sears was actually open and there's a lot of throwbacks uh jack shipley says hello everybody matt says they need to break the snyder verse and uh also it's the only way wb will be able to connect with the dark and dreary um i'm not sure if it's too dark and dreary i mean i, I agree with you guys this trailer looks awesome and it's um I think we're going to get more of what the first Wonder Woman was, which was, you know, just an incredible movie. Uh, and I think they hit all the nails on the head. And it's um, the last several DC movies have been just really good. Well, I mean, and you got to look at it dark enough, but that just means they're bound to screw up at some point. So, I mean, well, I think, I mean, also it looks like they're pulling heavily from Linda Carter's Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, with, with, with the right on it. Uh, what was that, James? She's gonna be in the mall or something. <laughs> no, I was I was saying like it just with the brightness of it and kind of a little bit more of the tongue in cheek humor, a little bit more than what was in the first one. Like you kind of get that with like, oh, this is all art, and then oh, that's a trash can. Like you get that little more of like she knows more. She's no longer that fish out of water. She's in this universe. She's in this world of man. She's kind of there, so she knows it's it, it might be the roles will be reversed with Steve Trevor whoever he is, however he's a true story, you know, you know, it's going to be more of like, whenever you see something like that. So, well, I think, you know, with, with her in the first movie, yeah, she's definitely that fish out of water because she had been like outside of Themyscira for about 20 minutes at that point. And now it's almost seven decades. So, I mean, she's had a little time to adjust and acclimate and, you know, kind of roll with the time. I think, I think you're a hundred percent right about Steve Trevor. Because he's going to be like, oh, what is this? Why are these cars looking like this? Why are there cars? Why don't people ride horses everywhere? Where's my Model T? Well, I mean, it's one of those things, too. It's it's just the one thing I'm concerned about is Steve Trevor. I'm going to give Patty Jenkins the benefit of the doubt right now because Wonder Woman was such a hit and it kind of fit. The third act could have been redone, but that's everybody's critique of the movie is the third act of Wonder Woman. Um, you know, I just hope, I hope it's not like, Oh, we needed a love interest, so here's Steve Trevor, and it's a wizard did it. Like they did lean heavily into that in the in the trailer, and mm. Joss Whedon kind of turned her into a lovesick puppy in Justice League because first she's like, "Ooh, I'm super tough and powerful, and I'm I'm a strong, independent woman." Then in Justice League, every five minutes she's like, "You know, I used to be in love a long time ago. Oh, I'm so sad, and I miss my boyfriend." It's because Joss Whedon oh. doesn't know how to write women. Um, yeah, so like I said, I, I just hope Patty. It, I hope there's a reason why he's back. So not not just because a wizard did it. With something's unexplained in the show, well, a wizard did it. That's how it's going to do a tie into uh, Shazam. Uh, so Shazam did it. <laughs> it's in the Harry Potter universe. Uh, yep. Steve Trevor was a Horcrux. Uh, those damn muggles. <laughs> uh, Matt says complete protonic reversal. Uh, so and crossing the stream is bad. So uh, we are getting the whole good bad thing here. What do you mean bad? <laughs> so we're we're talking about how good Wonder Woman is, and you say you know DC has to slip up somehow. Uh, we do have Harley Quinn coming out in a what couple months, right? February. February. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's their screw up. I no, no, I I have to say no. Because I know two people who are in it, and I I hope this does really well because I want them to continue their their. Uh, I thought they already did with Justice League. Keep... That's... I mean, it'd be Justice nice League to fight the ship. Problem. 
I, I I am going into this assuming the worst, but it'd be nice if they just can write the ship a bit. If they can, then if they don't have Jared Leto's Joker, then that'll be yeah. awesome. And you have you have Ewan McGregor as Roman Sionis. Like yeah. that's gonna be good. Like and I can't imagine that's gonna be bad. I I love Ewan McGregor. I think the uh, the new Harley Quinn cartoon is really leading up to it. You know, it's giving us you know an intro of what this new Harley is. Um, have, I, Harley. Well, well, I mean, Harley. Post without, Joker. Yeah, post Joker Harley. Yeah. Have, have we have we all watched? Are we all caught up with the Harley Quinn? I didn't see the new episode. Yet. I haven't seen any of it yet. What? I I've been watching see, movies there's, for the five. There's, 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 there's like limited hours it? in a day. There's a show on Harley Quinn. Yeah. On DC <laughs> Universe, it's actually really good. Harley Quinn, yeah, she's the lady who invented the motorcycles, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, so one way DC could definitely slip up is with CW crap. Uh, I mean, that's totally different people. So I mean, yeah, yeah it's Greg Berlanti. I mean, isn't it going to end with this big crossover that they're doing right now? The crossover is right now. Uh, they yeah. already. Killed you have off. a spoiler alert sign? Uh, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah. They, then uh... We were just about to get into it, so we'll probably yeah. you know, throw that up there. Just... Uh, Angela says, uh, I want to... Is a spoiler? <laughs> oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 I was going to say, uh, Angela says, I want to know how he came back, because in Wonder Woman, he supposedly died, and uh, we find out he's back. I want to know how he's back. So, uh, yeah. Wizard did it. I was going to say, is the spoiler the fact that they uh, exhumed um, Christopher Reeve and they reanimated his corpse with the Henson Creature Shop? Like, they gave him big googly oh. eyes. Got Frank oh. Okay, so... Damn, so, spoiled it. So, spoiler <laughs> alert, if you're not... Like, DC is doing this big, uh, on the CW, this Crisis on Infinite Earths event. Uh, it spans five episodes. We had the first three already, and we're not going to get the final, the uh, ending of it until next year. So that is... way you don't get, go into the new year disappointed. I mean, I'm already disappointed because they they had so yeah, plenty of time not to be disappointed. Oh my so. god, they had so many awesome cameos, and they killed yeah. o- killed off everybody. <laughs> Everybody's dead. Oh my god, they killed Chris O'Donnell and and Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> Well, that that was before, that was that was just like yeah, get rid of that. I mean, that shouldn't have been made anyway. Okay, was so, Coolio in it? Okay, so uh, we get uh, the Tom Welling, uh, not Superman, but Tom Welling, Clark Kent. Uh, you know, and it has a nice fitting end to his character, and they they wipe him out. They uh, they give us an end to the '89 Batman era. And the earth is wiped out, you know, every connection to every DC memory that you have, you know, they tried to tie everything into it and then they're just deleting them all. I know Robert Wool made an appearance. I know he did. Yeah. I saw Uh, the pictures. Yes, James. Uh, Wasn't the whole point of Crisis on Infinite Earth to condense all the worlds down to one? I know, I know, I know. (laughs) So is it, is it the show doing what they were the comic did do you really want to see how the uh the 66 robin dies i mean of of heart disease probably like (laughs) too much lsd see i i thought what happened uh i thought that what happened was dark side gathered all of the forever rocks into the forever mitten 
and then clapped his hands, and then half of the universes went away. <laughs> One, two, three. Uh, uh, it's the forever mitten. So, I mean, I, I haven't watched them. I've kind of watched the cameos, and I've kind of watched parts of it. That's um, what I did, too. I, I enjoyed the cameos. I like the Tom Wellington cameo. I like I didn't see the Kevin Conroy yet when I've been trying to find that one. Um, I like the Lucifer cameo. That was like awesome. I love that show and him being in it was like, yes, like that's great because he's such a fringe DC character and he was on Earth 666. Like I was yeah, like done, yeah. like sold, like that's awesome. Um, but you know, the Tom Wellington was like, okay, I like that. I, cause he's always grappled with, he wants to be a father. Like and that was the whole thing with Superman. He didn't want to, if he could be the hero or not. Um, I liked the one thing that I was not on board with. And when this came out was that the Brandon Routh Superman, the kingdom come Superman was the culmination of the Christopher Reed Reeves story. Like he was the Christopher Reeves Superman yeah. in from the, the Dick Donner stuff. So I was kind of like, really, you guys could have legitimately made him the kingdom come Superman and not tie it to Christopher Reeve. Is it just because it's Brandon Ralph and he Brandon, and he was in Superman Returns, which is no, supposedly he, the direct sequel to Superman Two? He makes. A, I mean, he makes. Yeah, a, he makes, it makes a, sense. Uh, he makes a reference to Superman Three. Oh, that's the worst one. Well, terrible. Remember when I was so good thing he doesn't we were we were we were running through the guests, um, and uh, John Cryer's character, he's playing Lex Luthor in this. He played Lenny Luthor in Superman Four, lest we forget. I have to say oh, I don't forget I, that. I've, Ripley, only, man. I've only seen I've only seen bits and pieces of the John Cryer Lex Luthor, and I love him. That's mm-hmm. a, he takes yeah. that character and he's chewing on that scenery and being Lex Luthor, but it makes sense. Like seeing these cameos that Michael, you know, Lex from Super um, from Smallville was like, I'm not doing it. They literally was like, they had no script. They didn't know when we were shooting. They didn't know how much I was going to get paid. They didn't know. Tell me how much screen time I was going to get. They were kind of like, can you be available for this? And he was like, no, I can't just be available for this. And seeing some of the cameos, I have so much other stuff going on. No, but it's but but I get it for him. It's like you know he he has books and does other stuff like that. Tom Wellington really doesn't have a job. Um, you know he does. He, he was on Lucifer. Wait, when was the last time we saw Tom Welling? The Fog. Lucifer. Oh, he was he was Kane. So my I have a I have a question because I haven't watched any of it. So I'm wondering if there you know you guys are talking about some ob- obscure. Uh, characters coming back or people who played different characters coming back as as main people like we have kevin conroy do we have mark hamill as the joker like do we get that no i bet you we don't no that would would be well he's the trickster in the flash yeah uh and the original flash has a big part in this as well Uh, and they give him an awesome oh barry's always fucking uh, they give him, uh, you know, again, spoiler alerts. They give him an awesome sign, uh, send off, um, you know, but it's, uh, yeah, just about everybody was in this. And then there's, then there's, Arrow. uh, what's that, Yoyo? And then there's Arrow. Arrow, yeah. Yeah, well, I read, I read something about that. What was that? You broke up there, Steve. I read something about that. Oh, you mean how he spoilers dies in the first episode that comes back because of the Lazarus pit? pit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what the fuck? Oh. <laughs> so do we get do we get Liam Neeson, Rachel Ghoul? 
No, so so this is the one thing that was interesting was Brandon Routh. Brandon Routh was the only one who came back from a the cinematic movie. Everything else was from Man. television shows. Yeah, and the only reason he was there is because he's the Adam on Legends of Tomorrow. No, so he yeah, was I was going to say I would have not because they. I would have loved to be Superman versus the Adam. Uh, they referenced the '89 uh, Batman. Yeah, but again, I, but like I said, Kevin Conroy is from the is from the animated series. Is he? But it's not Michael. It's not an old Michael Keaton. No, and I have to tell you what they did to his Batman. Oh, I heard. Didn't he like? Isn't his world? He killed everybody, went crazy, and then he gets kicked into an electrical panel and dies. Uh, he shocking. <laughs> he talks about how after you kill one person, it just becomes easy, and you just keep on killing. That's a line okay. from under the red hood. That's his excuse why uh, to Jason Todd why he didn't kill the Joker. So in this universe, did he kill the Joker when Jason Todd came back? Because I mean, <laughs> was he just like okay? <laughs> I'll kill you, Jason, so the Joker doesn't have a chance to do it. <laughs> uh, and. So uh, Brandon Routh, Superman, uh, his story is uh, they don't mention the Joker, but they say the, uh, I forgot what they call him, but essentially. Daily Planet was gas attacked yeah. with poison gas and kills Jimmy Olsen, Perry White, and Lois Lane. Yep. So it's similar to the, like, the Injustice storyline, but, you know, tweaked slightly. Yep, totally. Yeah. Well, I think in Kingdom Come, that's how he, that's how, what happens to him. Okay, I'm, I'm familiar with Kingdom Come. So. Um, but it was one of those things where, I mean, I'm enjoying it to the point of like, I didn't, I, I watched the flash up until about middle of season three. Um, because I felt like in season one and two, they burned through the flash's rogues gallery so fast. It like was a detrimental to like the, the show. Cause it was a, vil- it was a villain of the week. So they had this overarching story, but it literally was a villain of the week. So I was like, okay. And then it got to a point where it was like, I never realized how much the flash dealt with time travel. I'm almost waiting for doc Brown to show up and be like, Marty. And the one thing that I hate is the, is the whole show is like one, it's a soap opera, you know, it, it's soap opera with, with Smallville. Small, well, Smallville, you had like a creature of the week, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The 60s the 60s Batman, you had a villain of the week too. Yeah. Besides the regular Rogue's Gallery of villains, you also had Egghead and um Yeah, but I, I I mean soap opera like you know it's it's more on relationships and everything. And I get I get you a smallville. I watched it when I was younger and you know I, I you're able to deal with things like that as yeah. you get older. You don't want to deal with the bullshit like that. I know, and, and this is why I don't understand. But it's, not made for you. it's not exactly made for you. That's the thing. That uh, stuff is made for the people who are or your age when you watch Smallville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I totally get it, and it, this is why it baffles me that Wolfie loves these so much. You know, because it's all like teen drama, you know, and it's. Uh... Well, he spent a lot of time in his teens watching horror movies, so I mean, he never got into that stuff. So well, also, you know, <laughs> and, they shoot it like eight minutes from his house, so like yeah, that, that's true. Uh, so I mean, in the background. For instance, uh, you have the two Superman fighting, and uh, they're trying to figure out, you know, what Lex Luthor did, and oh my God, he turned his love into hate. 
So they used the book and they just turned his love into hate. So it's like a whole conversation. Just remember what you love. And it was like, yeah, you could have done that a hell of a lot better. Wow, that sounds terrible, and I'm glad I didn't watch it. <laughs> so, 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 Leo, what I want you to do is I want you to call up Greg Berlanti and give him these show notes because, you know, there's plenty of time for them to go fix it. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> so just Ke- just didn't, on it with the flag. Yep. Didn't Kevin Smith have a hand in some of these episodes? He was a director in a bunch of the Supergirl episodes, but he didn't have, like, he's not a writer for the show. Uh, Matt says Lois saves the day. Yes, she she has the book and uh, she's trying to. Yeah, and uh, he plays old Bruce. When talking about uh, Kevin Conroy, he plays old Bruce Bane, Bruce Bane, Bruce Wayne from uh, Batman Beyond. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Alfred, fetch me some tea. <laughs> okay, so Crisis uh, is three episodes done. You, they're not going to finish it till end of the uh, or next year. So you have a chance I'm curious to, to see how it gonna, see how it goes. But like the good, well, this is the one thing them doing this because all the shows they have, yeah, is good because now it's going to bring all the heroes to one Earth. So instead of having Supergirl and another Earth, and like now everybody's on this Earth, Superman's on this Earth, everything's there. I think it's going to make these shows a little better instead of like doing these huge crossover events. Now it's going to be more maybe Justice League or Justice League Society of America, Justice Society of America, stuff like that. You're going to have more of these basic interaction because they're doing a low, another Lois and Clark show. They've already announced that yep. with the Lois and Clark from Supergirl. Um, you know, the, the arrow is going away and the flash is getting towards the end of their run, but you have star girl coming up too, which is going to introduce the JSA so, I mean, like, you're going to have all this happening on one one Earth, which I think can help build the story better. So, Yeah, but it's just going to be a bunch of, like, them in other episodes. It's just... Yeah, you're just going to expect it now that they're all like, oh, I'm having a tough time. Oh, I hope Superman can come save me. But the great thing about it, they all shoot in Vancouver, and they all shoot, like, right near each other. So that's easy. I think it will, I think it will open the writers up to do more things and different things that make them lazy because then they can always of the week they can have a season-long arc that would be nice but again i feel like it it might end up being the the, like is finding the the most powerful person that solved the situation well i believe true but like i said i mean supergirl's been on the show for five years and they you know and superman's only been in the show for the last two or three seasons so i mean it's one of those things where it's just i'm curious to see what they do going forward because like i said you're right you could have this opportunity but at the same time it's you have supergirl and superman super you know he could be doing something else and they have to figure something out like martian manhunter i mean arguably martian manhunters (laughs) well that's the thing martian manhunters in here you have flash you have you know, Supergirl, you have Black Lightning, you have Stargirl, you have a bunch of these superheroes now here. I just want to see how they play off each other. Like, that's always my thing is I just want to see how they interact. It's I think it's it's going to be tough with some of the, you know, trying to get them to cross over with some of these characters because you have, you know, obviously a guy like a flat, like the Flash can hold his own or Supergirl can hold her own, you know, but then you have like somebody like Arrow. It's like, oh, Arrow's getting his ass kicked by someone who's got a little bit of powers. And then like yeah. you just have someone like Superman come in and like clean it all up. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's hard to have like those characters interacting on like a regular basis unless well, there's like, you know. Well, Arrow's done. Arrow's done after the season. They're oh, that Arrow. Yeah. yeah they're, so, so they're done. Like Stephen Mel said, they shot the last season. They're done. Actually, no. 
Uh, Arrow <laughs> is done, but not really because they're bringing back Arrow's daughter for a new show. And uh, I was listening to a podcast talking about that, and they're doing it this way because then it resets. You're still going to have some of the same characters, uh, but it then resets everybody's pay back to season one pay. So, All right, I have, I have a question because you guys are, are a little more uh, steeped in DC than I am, I think. So how is it that Arrow has a sidekick named Speedy, but the Flash does not? Well, he has Kid Flash. Yeah, but that's a stupid name. It should be it should be Speedy, like because eventually Kid Flash is going to get older and he'll be what? You know, <laughs> I oh, I'm a middle aged middle aged. Well, also I mean, too, like the gotta... teenage. <laughs> well, Patrick, you also got to realize too is that Speedy also did drugs, so that's where like then he got real speed and then. <laughs> yeah, he was he put the speed force directly into his. Into his... <laughs> But again, like he, he could have been it. called like Kid H or something, you know, you know, for his his fondness for heroin. <laughs> and then he turns into Arsenal, that guy, right? Like kid he ends H. up being Arsenal. Yeah, Kid H, or Cokie well, McGee. Patrick, I don't know. Patrick, sh- sh- shouldn't it been a girl so they could call her heroin? That's true. There you go. <laughs> Uh, yes, we have heroism in our blood and heroin in our veins. Uh, Matt <laughs> says, uh, I'm still not a fan of Supergirl's new outfit. Uh, and they they mentioned that multiple times in the uh, in the cr- crisis event. Like how many times? Is that the one to... with the boob window? It's No, it's uh, she's wearing pants now. And apparently it's a big thing that they had to keep on reference. Oh, I like the pants. She has a pantsuit. You know, it's... that's funny. <laughs> It gets cold. I always got to wear a goddamn skirt. Damn. You know, she's always flying around up in the atmosphere. Like, that's, that's, it gets chilly up there. That's where clouds live. <laughs> Grandpa, old man yells at cloud. <laughs> Not the sky. That's where clouds are born. Uh, Angel says, I forgot to show his title, but I think it's called Inhumans, but Black Bolt and Medusa are in it. Uh, she wants that yeah. show back. Why? We all, we, no, we, we don't want that show back. We just want those characters re, 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 reintroduced in a better way. Yes. Well, that was... Like the, the I didn't comic like any of them off to the Inhumans. Well, that was a, another announcement, is uh, that Marvel TV is gone. They're laying well, off we knew that Well, they say 700 or a couple... They said like 700 or 7,000. So no more no, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No more agents. No, agents of shield is done. No, go ahead. Agents of shield Shield is done. Uh, This is their final season, so it's just that's done. But but all like the Runaways is being canceled. Cloak and Dagger was being canceled, and so everything moving forward will now just be under Disney. No more Marvel TV. And um, see, I was I I was hoping I didn't catch Cloak and Dagger to know if it was any good. Runaways was not bad. I'm I'm kind of hoping that. They decide they're not going to do any X Men movies, and like people keep asking them about it, and then they hold a press conference, and they have uh, Elizabeth Olsen come out dressed completely as uh, as uh, Scarlet Witch, and say no more mutants. Like that would be awesome. I mean, it would make me sad because I want the actual Scarlet Witch in the whole Wand Division, and then the um, Doctor Strange movie. So that's yeah. interesting. What do you guys take on their mentioning of what WandaVision's going to be? Like, they showed a picture. It was like a 50s sitcom of her and Paul uh, Paul Bettany, and they're just 
kind of like an Isle of Lucy esque type of thing, and they said that it's going to introduce Scarlet Witch and it's going to affect Phase Four from here on out. I think the House of M. So where she created this. I think, yeah, I'm with, I'm, I think after the events of Endgame, because they couldn't bring him back in her head or in whatever, she created this world for her. And it's going to have, it's going to leak out into the rest of the MCU and open up the multiverse more for, with Doctor Strange. I think, I think she's yeah, the main, gonna be the bad guy. I think she's going to be the bad guy yeah. in Doctor Strange too. And they're going to have to go get her and I bring remember. her back. I, even though Nightmare has been confirmed to be one of the villains, I think that's going to be Maybe more it's be a corrupting force. It's either yep. that or it's going to be, you know, how um, Dramamu was like the end and baddie. Like you see, because I could see them interacting with her, but having Nightmare like going to pull those strings, like we're going to kind of keep going it. And it's going to be him trying to figure out what to do and go from there. I'm just hoping we get the actual Scarlet Witch because, I mean, at that point, <laughs> like, you don't need any other baddies. Like, well, Kevin Feige said she will don the original costume at one point. Oh, she'll, that, that'll she'll, be fine. She'll, she'll be, like, as powerful as she actually is. That's my question. But well, my question I'm... is with the Doctor Strange 2, will we. Uh, they left an open end in the first one, Baron Mordo. Will we get to see that yeah. he, with everything going on? Maybe I, like think, I hope not. I, I think he's going to be the maybe villain. Mordo is the one who summons Nightmare. I think I think you're going to do the trilogy with him. You're going to do the normal the normal the scream rules of trilogy. I always I always say that he's going to be in the second one kind of in the background even to a point where dr strange they cross paths but he's like i don't have time for you i have to deal with this stuff going on and he's going to be like you know evil like we'll meet again like whatever like i'm not saying because the actor's a lot better than like dr claw Um, um, but i i think he's going to be the main baddie in the third if they do a third one that's who he's going to be the main baddie I would be perfectly fine without with them not even bothering with mentioning him in the second one. Maybe toss him in at the end, just a reminder that like that he is still like around. But yeah. yeah, like a presence, like even in passing, being like even Wong could be like, we've lost a bunch of uh, yeah. sorcerers. We don't know why. We you like, know we're trying to have that be a reason why yeah. Wong is like side like not involved side in it. Down. He's trying to figure out what the hell's going on with this stuff. Uh, that would be awesome. I want I want to see Wong confront somebody like Mordo comes into the sanctum or something and Wong like gets into his fighting pose with like the the crazy spinny glowy shield things and have him go you've come to the Wong place cuz that would be the best thing ever. <laughs> uh uh another announcement they did this week it's been crazy announcements but uh they said that we will see the celestials in Eternals. I mean, that makes cool. sense. We've already seen the Celestials we've twice. Seen, we've, seen, we've seen a couple. We've seen, we've seen, we've seen three twice. of them. We've yeah. seen three Celestials. We saw the one on the planet. Yeah. Um, the one destroying the planet with the Power Stone in Guardians. Yeah, we saw the, the, head, the head where no, nowhere, the head that they live in, and yeah. Ego. Oh, Ego. Yeah, but you forget about the Grandmaster. Grand but Master the thing is, the Grandmaster—they're not setting him up to be, and unless it's going to be a big reveal after the fact. But is it also the Collector and a Celestial to them because they're brothers? Yes, they're not Celestials. They're—I uh, thought they were Eternals. No, no, oh, which one? Grandmaster. 
Well, I know that I know they were originally that. going to set him up for that, but then they cut those scenes. Um, so, I guess technically, no, they didn't. <laughs> but I think he's better as just a man. I think I think it's better as him just being a man because mm. it goes too. It goes, it's Jeff Goldblum. I want more Jeff Goldblum. Well, you're going to get. They've even said he's going to be in Thor: Love and Thunder. Like they've already announced that he's coming back. Um, okay, I, hold on. If they, bring, I, only, I only know those two guys from Thanos Quest. Uh, if they bring Jeff Goldblum back, it needs to be the one from his National Geographic show. No, <laughs> it needs to just be him painted. And acting like Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that's just... what he did for. That, that's literally what he did for Thor. That was a grandmaster. Yeah, this is <laughs> done for like <laughs> 10 years. He painted his face and said, Be you. <laughs> uh, Matt says uh, either that or they're going to lead into bringing the X Men into the fold. Uh, there are elders of the universe. Elders. Uh, and he's right there with us. Uh, yeah, elders. That's what it is. Yeah. Is it the same? Because they had in, in Thanos' quest, they had two of the uh, the collector and the uh, and the the, um, the grandmaster each had infinity stones, and Thanos had to like outwit them in order to get the infinity stones. I just want Adam Warlock to finally be introduced, and I hope it's Keanu Reeves. <sighs> yeah. and, and Silver Surfer. Yeah, Happy Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I I think we. Uh... We covered comics quite a bit. Um, I think we need to save the best for last, though, James. Um, so How if you guys you? didn't, if you guys didn't know, um, last year, uh, last January, um, this past January, sorry, a random teaser dropped um, for Ghostbusters, saying there was a new movie coming out summer summer twenty twenty. Uh, it was announced that uh, Jason Reitman, uh, Ivan. Uh, <laughs> Ivan Reitman's uh, son was going to helm a new Ghostbuster movie, and since then, you know, bleak photos came out. They, you know, it's going to be focused more around kids, um, and it was kind of just photos showing the Ecto driving around town and stuff like that. Nothing major. Uh, last Friday, they dropped a couple photos from Vanity Fair and confirming that the trailer would be released on Monday. And in the photos, you saw Paul Rudd, you saw the Ecto in the field, um, and you saw a little bit more of the cast. The trailer dropped on Monday, and I have to say I'm extremely excited to see this movie. Not because I'm a Ghostbusters fan, not because I've been looking forward to a new Ghostbusters movie since the 2016 one. Um, I it just looks like a good movie. Yes, it does. Um, yeah. And it, it, it kind of and everybody I remember reading online they were like, oh well the co- the trailer wasn't scary. It wasn't funny. It was all scary. Like, have you ever watched the first trailer of Ghostbusters? It's actually pretty scary. Like, it sets that mood. And I think this did very much to way. It sets the mood. It sets what's going on. It brings you bring up the date, and it gives you just enough action to keep you wanting to come back for more. I mean, they're very, very much on the nose who these people are related to. Which I liked how that they like slowly got into that in the trailer. Like, I was like, it's gonna be. It's gonna. They showed us. Yeah, <laughs> and so like literally, you know, <laughs> but for me, the part that got me unbelievably excited was when they were going towards the mind, and you saw the name of the mine. Yes, same the here. Shandor Mining, Mining Company. Company. I was like, yeah. Yes. And then they showed the terror dog, and then 
I'm sitting there being like, this is right back again to the scream rules of a trilogy. What do you do? You go back to the first one. The one thing I enjoyed in the trailer was the gunner seat from Extreme Ghostbusters. Yep. So yep. so it looks like they're doing good in this. And so now the questions are coming. Where where's the original cast? Which I I don't care. I'm I'm not upset that you didn't see them in the trailer. You gotta you gotta build the world around these people because these are these are the stars of the movie. Um, I like they used the clip from Ghostbusters. Call it fate. Call it karma. Like that was perfect. It sets up that being like, why are we here? And then the next question is, Paul Rudd, there has been any ghosts for 30 years. So they're referencing the first movie. They're referencing the second movie because there was no ghosts after 30 years and 30 years is 1989. Yeah. I'm very curious to see why Egon was in a house in the middle of nowhere by Shandor Mines. They're because- ignoring last, the 2016 version. Well, the 2016 didn't didn't in, wasn't in this universe, so this is a direct sequel. Even though I still believe that the video game is the true Ghostbusters three, so this tech was. I, I agree. Do, um, but this I have was- I have a theory on your um, question. So obviously, in the trailer, you you see the kids bumming through the suits, and you see it says Spangler. So obviously, um, the house is near the mines so obviously it could be that after the events of two egon was obsessed with shandor and trying to find everything and he built the house next to the mine and investigated everything he could that's just a theory i have and, and a lot of people have said that that they think because it was leo points out is that the the minerals for uh 55 central park west came from these mines that summoned gozer so there's something to do with this alloy uh, so he's there either studying it to get more about it, or he's using it as a containment unit to house ghosts for the time being. So th- the questions I'm hoping to get answered is a, why is it? Why is, why does he have the ecto? Like, that's my first question because technically Ray, I would think that Ray would have it or, or I would think Ray would have it because if the ghostbusters are out of business, which you're kind of getting the implication that they are, because that's Paul Rudd said. He goes, you don't know what a ghost trap is. Like, you don't know what's going on. You don't, This none, none of this is familiar. It's interesting because that means the Ghostbusters are not around. They're either out of business or they're just in the legends. And I think that's what they're pushing at is 30 years ago, which they're calling the Manhattan cross rip of 1984. Um, you're sitting there and you're being like, okay, like I was, I was, I wasn't even born yet when this happened. So why would I know about it? Especially if you're in Oklahoma. Like you would, ne- okay, it happened in New York City. Okay, it's New York City. How's that? A- like, it's one of those things. Like, you tell the stories about something that happened somewhere else. It doesn't sound real, even though it's like news footage. It just doesn't. Like, I don't believe that actually happened. And that's kind of thing you're going to get with this type of thing. Is like, okay, great, that's awesome. But my one concern is, and I and I hope I'm wrong. Is Paul Rudd's the bad guy? He will get possessed by something. No. I think. Nope, because- I think you're wrong. I think I I know exactly. Because I subscribe not only to what you were saying about the scream, uh, the scream thing, but also the Scooby Doo thing. There is a, a, a cameo that I'm sure you're aware of, and uh, I think that that person is going to be brought back in this movie, and he is going to be the main bad guy because no one would ever suspect him. And it is going to be Ron Jeremy will be Shandor, and he's gonna he's gonna wreak a terrible vengeance upon everyone. Um, well, you got to remember no, Patrick too. Well, you got to remember too is that in the initial planning phases of Ghostbusters, they wanted 
Paul Rubens to be Shandor and have him come out of the temple on top of the roof, the building. But they, they that only got to a storyboard phase and then they changed it to the Gozer that we know. See, it was always supposed to be like uh, Shandor being like doing all that stuff, being like, well, what are you doing here? Like I told you, like that kind of interaction with the Ghostbusters, but they tweaked it. Uh, just, so I can see that. I would love to see Pee Wee as a, in a Ghostbuster film. Uh, just to uh-huh. keep up they on the... Uh, back, Ron Jeremy. Uh, just to keep up on the comments, uh, Matt Selvin says reference to uh, both the movies and the cartoons and the video game uh, and the toy line, uh, saying he knew it was coming, talking about Egon with the house. Angel says, who owned the farm, though? Uh, well, the, the farm, uh, we believe it was Egon. Uh, Angela says, uh, in the theater, there's... What's that? The Egon or Janine, who originally owned the farm. Yeah. You, got, you got to figure who's. Oh yeah. What about Ray? What about Ray's parents? That was that was Ohio. <laughs> um, that was that was in Ohio, not Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, Angela says in the trailer there's a board with paranormal sightings, and that's why he stayed there doing research. Uh, Matt says good theory. You could also technically say that the farm was in Ray's family. Uh, and and Angel says, uh, didn't one of them own or allude to being owners? Ray, I think. Uh, yes, Ray. Ray took out the second mortgage. Ha, ha, ha. Paul Rudd is going to be the... Ab- Everybody's got three mortgages nowadays. <laughs> but at 5%, you didn't even know she, you didn't even negotiate with the guy. After five <laughs> years, interest alone will be $95,000. When, did he, huh? when did he say it would be paid off? It didn't say it would be paid off. He just the, Egon was just like, in five years, the interest alone will be worth $95,000. Uh, Paul uh, and Angel uh, ends this with, uh, Paul Rudd is going to be the adult supervision in the farm and uh, with getting all the equipment set and ready. Uh, so my thought on Paul Rudd is, you know, with Hollywood, you know, you got to keep the ball rolling. Um, I think Paul Rudd is going to be there to take over the helms. He's going to be like the new leader in some new trilogy that they're going to do or something like that. So my thought is he's not going to be the bad guy, but he's, you know, in an awesome spot to be at the helm going forward. I just think he's going to be there for exposition. He's going to be what, Yo-Yo? He's just going to be there for exposition, just like he was for the trailer. No, I suppose he was on Jimmy Kimmel. And he was talking about it, and he was like, "It's a good." It, he basically was like, "I can't talk about it," but he goes, "It's you'll everybody will enjoy it." This is what I'm I'm predicting. He is going to be like the adult that kind of runs around with, uh, you know, the kids are going to know what's going on, and they'll kind of rope him into it, and he'll be the one like running around with them. You know, think, um, you know, any number of kid centric movies where like. The kids are like, we know what's going on and we have the idea, but we just need an adult to get us into places, you know, and, and drive us around and stuff. Yeah. That's going to cool. be Paul Rudd. But he'll also be like spouting exposition because he'll know he'll be like, oh, my God, it's the Ecto-1. Oh, my God, it's this. And he'll he'll kind of fill that Lewis Tully role a little bit where he's like in like from Ghostbusters 2 where he's like, oh, I'm part of this. Oh, this is so great. And, you know, he'll have a, a uniform with like a name tag on it or something like you know, like, hello, my name is, and it'll stick it over, like, whatever the patch is. That's my uh, guess. I, I think what's going to – well, I also believe that the father, who's no in the longer in the picture, is Egon's son, and she's married – she married into the Spanglers. I just be, be, Because I just I just think, you know, his grandfather – because, they, A, they didn't know about this grandfather, supposedly. Like, that was the big thing. They didn't know about him. 
my my grandfather had a farm that we didn't know about in the middle of nowhere. Like that was the, that was pretty evident in the trailer. But what the cool thing about what I noticed in the trailer is they're giving plenty of little nods to the original. Like the chair is Dana's chair from the first movie. You see the you see the t- there he's taped over where the arms came up. Like you see that you see the book stacking. You see actually equipment from the first movie kind of hit it. Um, I mean, and the PKE meter is very obvious. PKE meter trap, the proton pack. It looks like he was even tweaking the equipment while this was happening, like just to keep mm-hmm. the equipment up to date. Um, and everybody's like, oh, well, you know, this is just a Stranger Things ripoff, a ghost, you know, Ghostbuster ripoff of Stranger Things. And this is, well, you know, help Wolfhard's in it. Well, again, and, and, and they, and they, Stranger Things was influenced by Ghostbusters. Like it's that kind of yeah. the, the snake eats the snake thing. The ta- you know the snake eats the snake thing. Or a or a. Um, but I mean, I could legitimately see like they start getting a little too underwater or over their head, and that's how like Ray comes into the picture, being like, she's like, I don't know who else to call. You know, I'm gonna call Ray, like because Ray's been a close friend of the family for forever. He's into this stuff. You know, maybe it's Ray. Ray the Cult Bookshop comes back in, makes that you know that that kind of image, and then he pulls him and Winston and Vankman and reluctantly to come out there with Sigourney, because then you can bring Sigourney back, being like, "I've already done this. I'm all set." Like, and maybe that's the trigger to be like, she's still connected to Gozer in some way, and that's why she comes along. Is like, I, I think it's going to be more. If you ever saw Extreme Ghostbusters, the last two episodes where they brought back the old guys to fight with their extreme ghostbusters. I think it's going to be more of, they're not going to strap on the packs, but it's going to be more of like, this is how you do it. This is how we did it. They're going to be there for acquisition and they're going to be there to be like, Hey, we can't do, or they're going to try to do it and they can't do it anymore. I have a crazy thought and you know, James, let me know what you think about this because this is just, it's just out there and crazy. So we know that, you know, the original cast is going to be in this and we know that, uh, you know, they're going to be involved in some way. What if, just throwing it out there, um, what if the Venkmans moved with their young son as far away from New York as they possibly could? Like, say, I don't know, a farming community in Oklahoma. And they raised their kid there as far away as possible. And now he's a school teacher and he finds out about all this stuff only to realize that this is this is uh, the youngest Venkman child as uh, Paul Rudd. Oh, Oscar, you mean like Oscar? Yeah. <laughs> well, the only Venkman. Yeah. I mean, Paul Rudd would look around, you know, 30 ish. I mean, he's he's got a, a younger face. So are you okay. saying that they're purposely changing the name in the in the press to change? Because no, I'm saying that when the Venkmans moved, they changed their names and tried to get as far away from as this as possible. But because of Dana's connection to Gozer, they ended up here, and uh, Egon was kind of like in an Obi Wan role, kind of looking over them and trying to keep them safe. Because he found a uh, Venkman found out what was going on, kept it hidden from Dana and Oscar, but contacted Egon because he knew Egon could a help him because he's the smartest one, and b keep a secret. Who's he gonna tell? Ray. Ray would lose his mind and like you know tell everybody about what's going on. You saw how excited he was in both of those movies. I, my only issue with that <laughs> is is 
I don't see Venkman just running away as he had his own public access to the world of psychics. I think he likes the spotlight. Well, so even after the events of the second movie, I think he would stay in New York as long as possible, regardless yeah. of what was going on. Unless he found some sort of gig that allowed him to do what he does away from all this. Or, or maybe there was some other inciting factor. Or they, yeah, or they, or they, yeah, or they, uh, I just I mean, um, or they split up and Dana took Oscar away. That's entirely possible. Um, That's a possibility. So we absolutely know what's going to happen is uh, the kids are going to get into a bit of trouble. They're going to go to the mom for some help. And you know somebody's going to say, she's going to say something like, oh, I know who I, I can reach out to. You know somebody's going to say, who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? You know, I kind of hope that none of this happens. I, I kind of hope that we're just surprised and it's some like amazing thing that we're all wrong about, to be honest. But what we described I, I, is amazing. Well, here's the thing. And I got to give Ivan Reitman and Jason Reitman and Sony credit for this. This came out of nowhere. Like this movie, there was no whiff of it. There was no hint of it. There was nothing. This movie legitimately came out of nowhere this past January. So I have to give them a little bit of doubt that they're keeping this under lock and key as much as possible. And I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where this goes. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's something completely different and it's an original story. But my one concern is right now is again, if some of the, cause the Calgary Ghostbusters where they shot, they shot it up in Alberta. And so a lot of the Calgary Ghostbusters were on set and was interacting with the cast and crew. And they were, wel- they were welcomed there by Sony and Jason Reitman and Ivan Reitman because that's the, the people they are. They, they'll always interact with the fans. Um, Paul Feig did that with the 2016 movie. Um, there's a lot of state puff references in big painted murals. The question was, if this is Gozer, the whole thing about this plane, and they explain it in the video game and in the comic book even more, yeah. when they chose Gozer as the this dimension's representation of Gozer as State Puff, the State Puff Marshmallow Man. Anytime he enters this dimensional plane, he shows up as the State Puffed Marshmallow Man. Right. And because, because of that, in the comic book, Gozer or the God, those gods create another demon to go kidnap Ray to make him change his mind and think of something worse. And at the end of that comic arc, he goes, Nope, I know who it's going to be. And he brings State Puff back. Like, because that's the safest bet that they could make was it. So my biggest question and like my most burning question for this film, and you know, I would love for this to be true. Will Rick Moranis be in it? No, no, they already said he's not going to be in it. Okay. I hadn't heard any one way or the other. He, he said on the record that he would not come back and play Lewis Tully because they asked him if he was going to do a cameo in the 2016 movie. He wasn't even in the video game. No, he wasn't. Because he came to a point where like, I don't want to play this, keep playing the same character over and over again. So who who knows? That could be a surprise because it was in yeah. Canada. Like it could be something that they're playing, you know, coy with. Um, I just think maybe if, he's not Lewis Tully, but he's in it. It's like, like a strange right. movie, like Doug McKenzie. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. Him, uh, 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 Bill Murray and and uh, Dan Aykroyd played their uh, Caddyshack characters walking around Central Park in that deleted scene. Yeah. 
Um, so I mean, yeah. it wouldn't be unprecedented. Uh, like I said, I, I can see, I can see like Andy Potts like coming back to the farmhouse, being like, Egon moved out here and isolated himself from us, and we didn't know what was going on until we heard the worst of it. Like, I could see her coming back and being like that kind of character, and kind of just being, you know. I mean, the one thing I know for a fact is they did no shooting in New York City, so you're oh, not no. going to see the firehouse at all. I thought they were at there. The only when Paul Rudd made his announcement. That was the only thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I know plenty of people in New York City, especially with the New York City Ghostbusters, and they know people at Sony, and they basically said, hey, when they come out to shoot in New York, let us know. We'll do whatever we need to help out, help out whatever. And they basically said they're not shooting anything in New York City. It's too. They they basically said it's too expensive. Makes sense. Mm. Yeah, Canada is cheaper. Mm. So, and as we just say, it's cheaper too. Yeah. Uh, Angel says uh, if they bring the uh, the puff man I hope uh, they'll bring some graham crackers and Hershey bars uh, Matt says the only way Moranis would come back if the role was bigger than what he had in the past uh, and... he has no interest in acting really though That's yeah I mean yeah he, he hasn't done anything Meet the Goldbergs. He was in Meet the Goldbergs. He was, yeah, he was, uh, he was a Dark Hillman. Yeah, really, in Goldbergs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He came back for like it's literally like a two minute cameo. But a lot of people are saying it was just his voice. It wasn't even him in the suit. Yeah, yeah. Because um, like he, it's he, 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 why he, he, he went away because his wife had cancer and he had to take care of his kids. Yeah, yeah. And then she passed, and he was just like, I don't. Yeah, like my kids are more important. Kids. Don't like. All respect to that that man because yeah. he's also said he would love to come back to acting for the right role. Yeah, right. But again, Spaceballs two. Well, no. It be, <laughs> realistically, it should be Spaceballs three, the search for Spaceballs two. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I think, but we all know what, what what's going to happen when this movie gets close to release, right? You know what? You know what's coming back. Ecto cooler, maybe the toothpaste. <laughs> In the Slimer ice cream bars? Come on. Okay, did, did you guys watch... Lewis is going to get all those royalties. Uh, did you guys watch uh, this week's Rick and Morty? Yes. I've I only seen episode one. Oh, my God. I, this is the one we have not caught. The soul the soul bonding? The soul, well, yeah, but what was in... So the dragon is... Uh, he doesn't collect gold. It's what, you know, humans covet most, and... Uh, um, Rick goes, Is this an original 1980s ecto cooler? <laughs> and he goes, You and he's like, You humans think this is the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> and he also has like the Star Wars and Small Soldier spin pops. Yeah, see a duck oh my god, lunchbox. I remember those. Yeah, and they, they have a duck man lunchbox, <laughs> and they have like one or two Funko pops. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I I I'm excited, and I and I showed the trailer to Jen. Jen's excited. I showed it the tra- trailer to the boys. The boys are excited, and I I'm reading some of the stuff online, and it's still just disheartening. And it's one of those things where no one in this fan base is going to be happy, and that's sad. Yeah. That's so sad. There, you know, you read people that weren't on board with the 2014, the 2016 movie because it was all girls and had nothing to do with the original movie. Okay, cool. I get okay, it. Cool. I get it. Um, That's not true. It was called Ghostbusters. Um, I know. And then now people, and then they're like, you know what? We're going to do a direct sequel to the movie. This is what we're going to do. We're going to move forward as it is. It's with Jason Reitman, who people are saying that should have directed the original, the, the reboot, and he should have been in charge from day one. Mm-hmm. We're bringing it back. It's going to be 2020, the original Ecto, the sounds, the music, all that stuff. And then when they announced it was going to be kids, they were like, 
well, it can't be like just the regular guys. Come like they're 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 in their seventies. Like they're not strapping on proton packs and doing this for a ninety to two hour movie. You need to pass the torch to the yeah. next generation. Like I said, if this does good enough, which hopefully it will be, I think it has a budget of like seventy million dollars. What so it isn't that super high. Um, that they're that they will be more more moving forward. But a lot of people predicting if this movie isn't a hit whatever Ghostbusters stuff they want to move forward with, Sony's going to be very, very hesitant to do. Even like they're talking about doing an animated think- movie with the original animated voices. And they're like, they're hesitant if this movie isn't a success to move, to move forward with those projects. So yeah, I think the making direct sequels to something that came out several decades ago is like kind of in vogue right now. I mean, you have uh predator, you have Halloween, you have uh Terminator, like all these things are ignoring, you know, at least two, three, four sequels. You know, um, you know, obviously Ghostbusters is ignoring what happened, you know, with 2016, you know, especially with that line, oh, there hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years, like just completely glossing that over. I mean, you can you can dismiss it by saying, oh, that was in a different universe. But a lot of these people are like, no, I'm, I've seen what happened to my property I'm taking it back and fixing it. Like James Cameron, I know he didn't direct the new Terminator, but he was directly involved in it. Yeah, you know, and it brought back Linda Hamilton and they ignored. Yeah, but it, it doesn't always work. But like that seems to be the 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 in in style thing to do is ignore a whole bunch of sequels, and whether you like what happens, you know, with you know the the movies or not. Like they're bringing back. You know the original cast, you know, like Jamie Lee Curtis and um, Nick Castle in um, Halloween. Like My, the original Michael Myers. We have a we have a statement we always say on our podcast when we talk about remake, remakes and reboots. We always call it the "Get woke, go broke" when it comes to stuff like that. And and, and so the, the interesting thing about this too, and, and and they say like it's it's a direct sequel. I'm with Patrick on that as well. And you know they want to take back that that franchise. Um, the good thing about Ghostbusters is there wasn't, there was never a true sequel to Ghostbusters 2 other than the video game. And I keep bringing that up because it was written by Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd. It was that trilogy story of going back to Gozer and Shandor and all that stuff. Um, and it's a lot of fun too. Like I really enjoyed it. And then like you have the comics. I'm telling you right now, if you haven't read any of the Ghostbuster comic books, you're missing out on some good comic book writing. Um, yeah, there's the game right there. It was just re-released on the next gen platforms. It's like it's on set right now on the PlayStation yeah. 4 for like 17 bucks. I, I just I just picked it up. I haven't played it yet. So I mean I play that. Is that you? Yeah. Huh? For shame, you haven't made time to play it. I know, I know. I've been playing friggin' Far Cry 3. I, I'm I'm happy it's on five. the Nintendo Switch. So I mean, and it's the real version, not the stylized version that came out with the Wii. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I, I, I'm with Patrick. It's 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 interesting that people are you know you, no one's ever going to be happy nowadays. No one is ever going to be enjoy as well. I mean, just look at Star Wars. Look at the Disney movies. Look at Star Trek. Look at some of these major tentpole properties, and they're just like, okay. I could just be about the human condition nowadays, though. True. It's like, oops, I dropped it. Now it's broken. Yeah, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's where I like the Mandalorian, where you have people who are actual fans and know the mythology 
you know, running that show. You know, Favreau's a huge fan, and Dave Filoni's probably the best thing that could have happened to Star Wars. Well, did you hear who might be doing an episode of season two, though? Ryan Johnson. But the problem mm. is with Ryan Johnson, he's gonna he's not writing the episode. But still, he might you know, fuck it up. Steve, no, 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 because Filoni and and Favreau won't let him. Steven, we talked about this on the most recent episode of Shark Bites, which you can catch pretty much everywhere. Um, Johnson is actually a really good writer and director, and it made me very angry when I saw Knives Out, and I enjoyed it so much, and I was like, wow, this is well-directed, well-written. This is so great. Then it said, written and directed by Ryan Johnson, and I had the exact same uh, reaction to that as I did when I saw Hayden Christensen in Life as a House. I said, why couldn't you do this for Star Wars? Or more appropriately, why didn't you do this in Star Wars? Well, so, I mean, hate all, all you want to hate in characters, then get, like, given what he was given to act with, I mean, the material was not great. Anakin, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> yeah, you had all these Oscar winners and Oscar nominees just phony. You know who made the best? The, the best uh, of that entire situation, the best acting, uh, it was a tie between Ewan McGregor, who just had a blast as Obi-Wan, and Liam Neeson in Phantom Menace. Mm. Like, Talking they to the actually, Razor. Um, yeah, a la- a, it was, I thought it was a lady chick. <laughs> Either way. Yeah, it was. No, um, the one thing I will say is that when the, when the poster came out for the, for the new Ghostbusters, I like it. It looks awesome, but I wish they went. If they were going really retro, they should have done what they did with the original one, which was just the logo and it says "Coming to Save the World This Summer." When I first saw that poster, immediately I thought of Field of Dreams. If you bust it, they will come. <laughs> if you bust it, they will come. Uh, Angela wanted to know how much it was for. Oh, what's that, Patrick? I said that could also be a slogan for an anti-pregnancy campaign. <laughs> Uh, Matt. <laughs> I wow. Think, I think we're going to end on that note. <laughs> oh, and our ratings just cratered. Oh, that's okay. We have fun, though. Uh, so next week, we're going to be doing uh, a uh, discussion on Star Wars before the movie comes out. And uh, but if you want to see a awesome or listen to an awesome discussion, Shark Bites, you guys did a uh, episode just recently going over the last two episodes. How'd that go? Yeah, we uh, we did a three and a half episode. Stephen was uh, on with us, and uh, Phil from Dark Discussions, and my buddy Corey from uh, from the Canopy Podcast. We talked for about three and a half hours about the pros and not so pros of uh, episodes seven and eight. And then the previous week, I was joined by several people to discuss uh, the original trilogy. And uh, Leo, you're going to be on in a couple of weeks uh, doing the future of Star Wars with us. Yeah. The end of the year. Yeah. After uh, we do our Rise of Skywalker review. So that's going to be a good time. All I got to say is please don't suck. Please don't suck. Please don't suck. You already know the ending of the movie, so shut up. Not, not the no. The yeah. ending wasn't leaked. Just most of the final. Well, look. to be fair, no, no, I, 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 I saw it leaked. <laughs> to be fair, and it wasn't Reddit. It was Comic Book. Uh-huh. 
they spoiled Wonder Woman 84 today, and I'm spoiled myself. So I know what happened. I kept my mouth shut when you guys were talking about it. So it, it ruined so it for me. What you done is like, I bet you this happens, and it's like something crazy out of left field and like make all kinds of money. I'm not Leo. <laughs> hey, you could have, you could have, uh, you know, made enough money to get some hooks to hang up your Phantasm poster. <laughs> I already have them. I just haven't hooked them up yet. <laughs> Uh, well, yes, I'm still going to sing that phrase. Please don't suck. Please don't suck. <sighs> when are you seeing it, Leo? I'm seeing it Thursday. What time? Uh, uh let me look it up. I'm going Thursday, uh, 10 o'clock. I'm, I'm going Thursday, 10 o'clock, AMC Framingham in the dine-in theater. And I'm very excited because the AMC in Framingham, they tend to do themed cocktails and I'm very excited. Uh, they did a couple for, uh, 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 not Endgame, Infinity War. They had the Mad Titan and uh, something else. I forget what the hell it was called, but that's what's great. Ashes and I each get, we get one of each. They did one for Rise of Skywalker, not Rise of Skywalker, Force Awakens. And uh, that's like, you know, there's a light one and a dark side one. One was blue, one was red, you know. That's like a five-minute walk from my work now. I um seeing it Friday at 11 a.m., and then I go into work. Uh, I'm seeing it. I got the first showing on Thursday at 6 p.m. Nice. I have no clue when I work next week, so. <laughs> I posted so many spo- fake spoilers when Force Awakens came out, like how Kylo Ren's lightsaber was actually called the Christ Saber. I'll say it now, and I'll say it again next week when we do the Star Wars. Don't pull a homer. Don't spoil it. I can't believe Luke Skywalker's Luke Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father. What? What the hell? <laughs> you know, people are going to be trying to spoil it. Is that, that's why you got to see this as fast as possible because people yeah. are going to be dicks. People are going to try to spoil it. Or you could be like me and try to like abandon social media for a while. Yeah, and then don't pre-read on Reddit. <laughs> don't walk around any people. Like I, I, I enjoy making fake spoilers for everything. Like when Infinity War came out, I was like, oh, they defeat Thanos because Deadpool replaces the Infinity Stones with rock candy. You know, <laughs> crazy shit like that. Oh, that's awesome. Green just comes and chops off his arms. Uh. Uh, well, you, you know what? Best quote of the night. Who said Infinity Mittens? Was it you, James? Oh, I Infinity. Oh, the, no, the Forever Mittens. Forever Mittens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I want to thank you all for watching tonight. And uh, next week, we're going to be, uh, we'll be a little later because uh, I'm going to be doing a show with Toking Dead. Uh, they're going to be doing their first live stream. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to be on right after that. And it's going to be a fun one discussing Star Wars. And, uh, Stephen, where do you like people following you? Uh, keep it brief. Uh, SuperRetroThrowbackReviews.com. Uh, look for Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social, uh, social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and same name on all major podcasts and distributors. And we have a new podcast, January 1. You can find that on the Dorking Podcast Network. And you can find us on the Dorking Podcast Network. And that's it. Okay. Patrick. Uh, you can pretty much catch everything that uh, I and my wife, Ashes Von Nightmare, do uh, for Throwdown Thursday at throwdownthursdaypodcast.com. 
that also has a link to all of my articles and uh, our, our store, the Deadly Ground store as well. Uh, plus the latest episode of Shark Bites, which this week, uh, as Leo alluded to earlier, is about episode seven and eight, and Stephen is on it. And uh, Stephen, I don't know if you got to see the title of that episode, but it is The Force Awakens, Last Jedi from His Nap. So that's the uh, title I decided to go with. Nice. Because um, yeah. we were all there. falling asleep by then, by the end. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's where all of all of our social media is, and obviously we're on the Dorkening network and you can find us on the dorkening.com but every tuesday and every thursday an episode of shark bites and an episode of uh, throwdown thursday respectively will drop on all podcasting platforms awesome yo yo i'd say go to james first he has a cat that's way more entertaining (laughs) james oh you can find me at longtime storm on the tweets and instagrams as well as here on dorks the podcast splash page is a comic book show is that what we're doing calling it? I don't know. Sure. Um, and also as a dork physique. Um, so check them out. Follow us, follow dork physique at a dork physique on Facebook and the Instagrams. Um, so we'll get that going up again uh, sooner than later, as well as uh, check out one of our co-hosts that has been absent for the last month or so of Mr. Alex. Uh, check him out at pure underscore. That's at Patreon and coffee and support his work because he does amazing artwork. So hopefully we'll have him back on the show sooner than later. Yeah, totally. Yo, yo. It is his birthday? That was what I was about to and, say. And today is his birthday. Alex, because we didn't get to say that already. So you can find me at Boy Meets Phone, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Also, Yo St. Laurent on the same social media channels. And of course here, and of course make sure that if you are following Alex, if you're not, you probably should be, that you send him a big, huge, happy birthday. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Support his Patreon. Exactly. And like I said, if Leo's smart, because we know he is, the Dorkening should give him a nice, big, happy birthday message sometime tonight before he goes to Betty Bye. Yeah, I did it personally, but we'll do it with the Dorkening as well. Uh, and uh, speaking of that, uh, head on over to thedorkening.com for all our information here. But uh, more importantly, follow these awesome people. I want to thank you for watching. We'll catch you guys later. Bye. Happy birthday, Alex. Happy birthday, Alex. Happy birthday, Alex. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Dorkening Podcast Network. Press pound to hear the available shows. The Wicked Horror Show, Loose Cannon with Jar Jar Jeremy, Secret Underground Hideout, That Strange Show, Cinema with Harrison Smith, Dorks the Podcast, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, The Horror Squad Podcast, The Dorkening, Throwdown Thursday, Black and White Fright, Dorks the Podcast, for more information check out thedorkening.com.